The process of landing investment banking job offers can often feel like a black box, which leads to confusion and anxiety for most of the candidates going through it. Hey, my name is Sam Shaw, and I'm the founder of Wall Street Mastermind. I've personally coached numerous students on how to successfully break into top-tier investment banks, including Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, Centerview, Evercore, and PJT Partners, just to name a few. On this podcast, I'm going to help you demystify the investment banking recruiting process by sharing what the clients of Wall Street Mastermind have done to get results like these. Enjoy this episode. Sam Shaw here, founder of Wall Street Mastermind. I'm excited to be back with another client interview for you guys today. Um, today we have Bruce on with us, and I'm really excited to talk to Bruce because uh, he just finished going through, uh, I guess we call it a lateral process, uh, because he was already um, graduated from college when he came to us, and he wanted to lateral into, um, the intention was investment banking. And uh, so he's not your... Uh, typical candidate who's still recruiting out of college, but nonetheless, um, I think it took him three weeks, I think is what you said. Three, yeah, three <laughs> weeks. <laughs> we the process, and I think I told him that, hey, I don't remember what I told you. I think I told you it was going to take like maybe six to 12 months or something, right? So yeah. anyway, sometimes um, our clients surprise us with how well they do, but just want to get him on here to talk about his process and how he was able to do that, because I know there are a lot of you out there who maybe in a similar boat, maybe you missed the opportunity to, you know, get into banking or get into buy stuff when you're out of college. And then like, now you're trying to, now you're wondering like, Hey, is it still possible to do it? Right. So anyway, Bruce, um, it, first of all, good to have you here, but if you can maybe shut off by just giving us a little bit about your background kind of like, who are you? Where'd you go to school? What are you doing currently? And then like, we can kind of start, start your, your story from there. Yeah. Um, so I went to school at like probably the most non-target school you could possibly think of, uh, played D3 basketball, um, and just through connections. Um, currently I working at S and P global, uh, where I work on, you know, our debt capital markets and bond new issuances. And it's, you know, not a technical role. It's more of, you know, client services and, um, client facing as much as you can during COVID. And, um, like I said, I mean, this process happened pretty quick. We said three weeks. I remember the first conversation, Sam, you and I had, you were like, you know, you, you know, best advice you gave me was you got to just be prepared because you never know, especially full time. And, um, I remember like, you know, all these people, I was telling people, I was like, you know, I'm taking the program, this and that. And they're like, what? Like, you're out of your mind. There's, you know, why don't you just do it yourself? And I was like, okay, like it's crazy till it works. And I mean, uh, my, my case is definitely, you know, special, um, yeah. three weeks in, you know, I get a private equity offer, <laughs> a real estate private equity offer. And yeah. we're sitting here and we're just like laughing about it. So, yeah, that's crazy, man. Um, there's so many things to unpack there in what you just said, but first thing you said is you went to a school, like the most non-targeted <laughs> I had actually, so we, for context, we've worked with students from probably over a hundred different schools. Yep. And so at this point, I feel like I've heard of most of the schools out there, even, even some that maybe a lot of people have never heard of, but your school, I've literally never heard of. Like yeah. you are the first person <laughs> I've ever met from your school. <laughs> yeah. Um, how, how many people did you, have, did, did you guys have on campus? Is it like how small of a school is it? Um, man, I would sorry. I'll probably say like five, 500. We were like, we we're like a, a large high school. I think that's. <laughs> I mean, anyone from there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're right down the street from Villanova. It's it's just you know we're we play in a really competitive you know Division three league. It's just like we're overshadowed by like you know UPenn. You got Temple there, Drexel. Yeah. You got all these big schools, and then you know we're right in the middle. All um, those schools, all those schools, I've worked with and I've had students from, but. <laughs> Um, can we tell people where your school is, by the way? People are probably wondering, like, what was school? Yeah, is. so I went to um, Ursinus College. Um, okay. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I played in a league where you played, you know, you played against John Hopkins University, um, Swarthmore, if you're, you know, familiar with the area, another good academic school. It's just, yeah. you know, 
the size of the school. And then, you know, we don't place anybody in IB. Right. Um, so it's just one of those things that, you know, when people watch this, you know, I was just in shoes. Like there is no way, you know, the, the, the chips were stacked against me. Um, yeah. kind of on my own, you know, trying to, you know, break into the industry. Um, you know, I was like everybody else, just blindly applying on LinkedIn, um, talked to the one or two alumni that I saw that like dealt with it. So um right. just aimlessly just throwing my application in. Yeah. So you went there to primarily to play basketball. Yeah. Right? Um, and then you realized at some point in college that you wanted to do must making. Is yeah. that okay? And was yes. that junior so, year or sophomore year or yeah i would probably say junior year um i would say junior year junior fall i was like you know what like ib might be um you know something and once i get done with basketball something you know ultra competitive i'm a competitor to my core and i was like okay and just hearing it from like friends that went to other schools and played basketball elsewhere that were um break also trying to break in the industry i was just like you know what, this is somewhere that I feel like an environment I can thrive in. Um, unfortunately, you know, COVID happened, um, junior year, lost my internship. So I had no internship, mm. um, had no work experience besides, you know, working on campus. And, yeah. um, you know, the most impressive thing I had was, you know, working for my school's endowment fund and then working at a smoothie bar on campus. So, <laughs> so my resume, you know, looked, absurdly late trying to you know apply to these bulge bracket banks like you know goldman jp morgan and you know yeah. after you know getting some more insight from the program i was just like yeah yeah i was doing it completely wrong mm. yeah okay all right so basically you went to a school and never sends anyone there there's like 500 people there you don't really have anyone around you that's trying to do the same things that you are you don't have any resources any guidance you just kind of like try to stumble through it on your own you yep. didn't really have relevant experience. COVID happened. So just like a lot of things working against you, basically. Um, and so ultimately you didn't get in. Then like you graduated in 2021, yep. right? So it's been almost a year since you graduated. How did you end up at S&P Global? Like, and, and like yeah, so, um, you know, it just goes back to networking. Um, I knew, you know, senior spring, um, I didn't have anywhere. I was like, okay, I just, I'll literally take anywhere. Um, and just networking, networking, networking. Um, and I was, you know, absolutely blessed to work for, get hired by a company called IHS Market, who was acquired by S&P. Mm. Um, so it was like one of those things, it was like the perfect storm, but the caveat was I had to move from Philly to Boulder, Colorado, which I'm, I'm, I'm at now. Yeah. Um, so it was like, you could have a, you know, great job, great company. Um, yeah but you have to move across the country. And I was like, I have no other option. I was like, absolutely. I was like, just, okay. Like I'm, I'm willing to, willing to do that. Um, I know 95% of my friends, you know, they're just, you know, they love Philly and they want to stay in that area. And I know, you know, all of them, I've offered them I'm like, Hey, you guys trying to hire for my team. I was like, Hey, you guys want to come out here? Everybody declined it. But um, yeah, I took that chance. Um, and that really was really my first hands-on experience with markets. And that's when I was like, you know, now that I have some experience in my belt, I was like, okay, now I better understand just after working with syndicate desk, what I do for my job. I was like, I, you know, have a better understanding of what they do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, so then that kind of like got your uh, wheels turning again about, Hey, maybe I would take another crack at breaking. Yeah. Okay. Um, can we give people some context on like, the nature of your role at SMP Global, because I yeah. think that a lot of people in your situation, like they're graduated and they're working, you know, in something that's not banking, but maybe it's like tangential to banking, yeah. right? But they're wondering like, do I have enough relevant experience to be able to make this type of jump? Mm -hmm. So like, can you talk to them about kind of like your day to day and like, what were you doing exactly like, cause you weren't like building financial models <laughs> no. or doing any of that. Right. Like, no. so what exactly is your role? <laughs> so my day to day, um, you know, I spoke earlier about bond new issuances. So I work with, you know, global debt markets. Um, anytime there's a new offering, let's just say, for example, um, Amazon, they had a huge deal. 
Um, my job is through our platforms, we help streamline kind of the book building process, which is, you know, all these banks come together, um, they collaborate on a deal and they all put orders in. Our platforms allow these banks to communicate. Um, and while that's going on, I play a support role. So if, you know, a lead bank on the deal that's, you know, in charge of the whole deal, if they have any issues with our platform, that's where I'll step in, I'll communicate with them. Um, if they need to jump on a call, um, you know, a kid that just, just graduated of college <laughs> on a Zoom call with like, you know, the MD of like so-and-so bank. Um, and, you know, uh, we, like I said, it's global. So I, I take over, you know, uh, EMEA, which would be, you know, Europe, um, New York, you know, starts kicking off in the morning right when I wake up and then I would hand, hand it off right when, you know, Asia Pacific region gets on. Um, so, like Sam was saying, I'm not, you know, building models. I'm not doing anything technical. It's just relationship and client stuff. I'm just, you know, talking to people. I'm on calls. Yeah. You're um, like the account manager and you're, yeah. you're like um, basically supporting your clients and helping them out with like troubleshooting, whatever they need help with basically. Yeah, correct. Okay. Got it. Um, so like you, you have like client facing responsibilities and mm -hmm. you have like, exposure to these deals but like you're not like really on like the deal side basically yeah not really on the deal side it's more of just like you know the deals already put together i'm at the end when you know investors are actually putting in orders so um you know a, a lot that i was thinking about was you know trying to get an ib i was like okay after being on the support side and understanding what happens like at the final bit i was yeah. thinking you know might as well take another crack at it if, you know, I better understand that deal process and how that goes. Um, and uh, yeah, the rest writes itself. And you were still working pretty crazy hours, right? <laughs> yeah. So like I said, I mean, it is not a regular like nine to five. Um, I probably wake up here in Boulder. I mean, when markets open in New York, I'm up and I'm working. Um, so, I mean, I'm up by up by 5.30, working, actually doing work, um, 6.45, 7. Um, and then depending on what's going on, I get done. I'm supposed to get done at like 6. Um, but, you know, I could have um, something happening with our platforms and I could be on till like 8. Um, and on top of that, working another job um, on the weekends. Um, I work two security shifts on Saturday and Sundays for 12 hours each and then doing it all over again. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I was thinking, I was like, I'm already doing the hours. Yeah, maybe it's not, you know, maybe it's not like as like financial modeling and like, you know, mental power, uh, yeah. the security job, but it's like, if I'm already doing the hours, might as well right. take a crack at it. Right. And the two, the two security shifts on the weekend, that's just like a part-time job on the side yeah. to like make yeah. more money, basically. Yeah, just to make more money, just because student loans. So um Got you know it. i mean that type of grind though that that and that like you know day to day i'm waking up every morning and, and and doing that that you know really helped me transition to thinking about ib and wanting to do it the right way and that's you know how i kind of landed on wall street mastermind um and it's so it's so funny because one of my good friends from high school was in the program yeah alex right? um yeah, Alex. So I talked to Alex and I was like, like, hey, man, like uh, you just want to like give me the ins and, out, ins and outs about this. And him after the conversation we had, I was like, OK, like I really got to you know think seriously about it. I, I, I was sold after I talked to Alex. I was like, if you got Alex sold into this, absolutely. Uh, and the way he was, the, I think the thing that attracted me so heavily to want to do it um, I'm a, I'm a structured guy, you know, I'm a schedule guy. And something that he brought up was, you know, it's a great opportunity for like people that are in college, even out of college, like everybody has an hour a day, no matter who it is, you know, just to like sit down, do the work. And at the same time, he was talking about the support system and that couldn't be, you know, any, any try before, you know, we were talking about, um, like if I have questions, they're already answered. You know, Sam's already thinking ahead. He already knows what you're gonna ask. And if they're not answered, you know, there's hours that you can, you know, jump on a call and with a bunch of other people in the program and speak. Um, and even you just send a message and, you know, you, you're super responsive. I don't know how you do it. 
quite honestly. Um, uh, yeah, I do it by working a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but like I said, I mean, it's just that type of structure that I saw in the other programs that were like, yeah, like, you know, you're going to do this program, but like, we're just going to send you some slides and that's it. Like that's, you know, there's not really any guidance. It's just like, it's still, you're just shooting in the dark at that point. Right. Um, I mean, th th there's something here too, because I feel like, first of all, if I did the math right, it sounds like you were already working maybe 70 to 90 plus hours a week <laughs> yeah. between your two jobs. So you were like pretty much doing banker hours. Um, you were getting paid way less, obviously. Um, yeah. We don't have to say how much, but like, obviously if you're working a 24 hour shift on the weekend to make extra money, like nobody does that just for shits and giggles. Yeah. And so it makes sense that you would be like, well, why, why am I, why am I doing this and, and making this type of money? But the other thing that I thought was really interesting that you talked about was like, when you were thinking about joining the program, you know, like obviously our program is a, is a significant investment for you, mm -hmm. right? Especially making the money that you were making. Yep. You also have student loans, like you said, and then you probably talked to some friends and I mean, not Alex, but like other people who told you like, you're crazy for doing it. <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, and I think you're not the only person that um, has gotten that sort of feedback mm -hmm. from people around them because, you know, most people just aren't familiar with a program like this and what yeah. it can do, right because they've never done it before and they don't know anyone else has done it um so like i want to kind of explore your mindset a little bit of like mm -hmm. why didn't you listen to the people around you because i feel like a lot of people in your if they were in your shoes and all the people around them well one they don't have a lot of money two the people around them are telling them they're crazy for doing this and you can just do it on your own mm -hmm. like why did you go against that you know like you know most people i think would just like oh yeah you're wrong I'll just do this on my own right yeah um so the one thing you know what really clicked for me was i was i i really looked like no offense to my friends but i really looked at who were telling me that this is a terrible idea uh -huh. right yeah. and of course it's none of the people that i want to trade places with <laughs> so i was like you know what like i'm getting advice from people that i don't want to be in their shoes Mm. and it was one of those things that like you know you're gonna have people oh my gosh you're crazy this and that you're doing this x y and z but if if i would have listened to those people you know i would have been like oh no okay yeah you're right but i would have been at the same exact place as they are like they're like they're not ahead of me by any standards or means and at the same time it's you know when you start listening to those voices like and something that came to my head was you know even though you're saying this, like you don't have to do the work that I'm doing. At the end of the day, I have to do the work. I get paid for what I get. Work, I, I work for, yeah. um, and my decisions directly impact my future, yeah. right? And it's one of those things that, like, if you know you're gonna crumble when somebody tells you like you can't do something, then honestly, you're not cut out for it, right? Yeah. This is, I mean, the the industry is not. It's it's super cutthroat. Yeah. So it's one of those things that. You know, you really have to look yourself in the mirror and be like, you know what, I want more for me and I want more for my family. That's at the end of the day, um, something you talk about a lot is your why, right? Yeah. Um, everybody has a great story. Um, I just think that Wall Street Mastermind is going to help you extract everything out of your story to give you the best chance to be the best candidate. And that's, you know, re really happened to me. Yeah. Man, that's a, that, that's, I think that's pretty profound, which is most people, they just, obviously like you're getting a lot of opinions from the people around you, but yep. you, you hit the nail on the head, which is like, not all opinions should be like equal no, or like yeah, have equal yeah. weighting when it comes to like, whether you take it into consideration, because obviously then you also talk to Alex, who's a childhood friend and yep. he's obviously doing really, really well. And, you know, in a sense, he is like where you, he's actually where you want to be, right. Or mm -hmm. where you want to go. And so like, People are always, whatever advice people are giving, I don't think people like do it maliciously, but I think yeah. that when people give you advice, they're, they're just sharing with you their worldview. Like mm -hmm. that's through their lens and it's through all the past experiences that they've had that shapes their point of view, right? Yeah, absolutely. But to your point, like I always tell people like your inputs determine your outputs and like your decision-making is going to 
kind of determine like what whatever outcome you get, right? And whatever those people have accomplished, like, you know, I don't know who these people are, but obviously they got to where they are. Mm-hmm. And that's not really where you would go. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think that that's really cool that you actually, I guess if I were to really sum it up, it's just like, it's critical thinking skills where like, sure, you hear different people's opinions, but then at the end of the day, because it is your career, ultimately, like you have to have your own opinion and you have Mm -hmm. to be able to think critically and be like, is this like valid or is this valid? And then make the decision that you think is best for you. Right. Yeah. I think that's really awesome. I mean, so, okay. So, I mean, you came in this program, um, I mean, like I said, it's really only been three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like, yeah. talk to us, like, how did this, like, how did this um, job opportunity come about? And then also, like, how were you able to, like, what was the interview process like? Mm-hmm. And then, like, how were you able to kind of, like, get ready in such a short amount of time? Yeah. Um, yeah, like Sam was saying, I mean, three weeks is not, not a lot of time. Uh, 21 days. Uh, but what helped me was, you know, like I was saying, the, the material, you know, that you're going to go over and that Sam goes over, um, he really gets down to the root of what you need, like how to craft, you know, yourself to be the best candidate that you can possibly be the best you, we want to put your best foot forward. Um, and you know, this came about, I mean, I, was networking and especially you know the advice that you were giving um one just opened my eyes for you know i really need to look at my network i don't think i was leveraging my network as much as i should have but after you know wall street mastermind material i was like wow like okay that's how you know things get done right mm-hmm. um through networking you know friends of friends and you know you just have to be absolutely like fearless and that's what i went into it about i was like you know what i'm going to eat breathe and sleep wall street mastermind and the material and like just be completely 100 percent committed um oh, you're so, working you know, like you're working a lot already <laughs> yeah why are you finding time to like do all this wall street mastermind so i'm actually curious yeah so i mean and you know this probably speaks more to the people that are working full-time too right now is that you know like i said anybody that tells themselves that they don't have an hour a day is completely lying um i mean if i like if i'm like sneaking off like during like my security job just to go like you know let me go you know do a few modules you know what i mean and then come back to my shift um before i'm at lunch i just bring my laptop it's right there in front of me i just go outside hot spot you know do a few modules here and there um and and then also you know late nights early mornings um if I should have told you, you know, you get, you can watch the modules on the mobile. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. So I just brought my laptop. I was just, I got a, a big 2012 Apple laptop that I'm just carrying around. Wow. Um, <laughs> but it's like, um, it's one of those things that, you know, if it's important to you, you'll make time for it. Um, the amount of time people spend on their phone. I mean, you go over it. It's like, I challenge everybody that's especially working full time, track what you do hour by hour through a whole day for a week and you'll see how much time you're wasting and that's exactly what the first week i tracked everything that i did from when i woke up to i went to bed and i figured out i was like okay i'm wasting a solid like five six hours a day when you know out of those six hours i can easily one hour yeah do a module or do x y and z or even ask questions or or look at material um and like i said if it's important to you you'll make time and when it, leading up to the interview process, the way that, you know, I got prepared so fast and I'm glad is that, you know, your advice, right, is, you know, if you, because it was so quick, I need to work on the behavioral stuff and fortify that, right? Um, and then technical stuff at, at the same time. There's a lot of technical stuff that, you know, I didn't know, especially real estate. Um, I had no idea anything about real estate. Um, but as long as I could show, you know, I could speak and talk my way out of a, you know, three statement and understand what's going on in the P&L statement. Um, and then how, you know, and look up some things on the side to be like, okay, what is Sam teaching me and how can I connect that thing 
to what, what they're doing and how can I add value, right? Um, and then at the same time, behavioral stuff that you were teaching us show that I have that mindset and, you know, show a lot of it's just showing that you can handle that grind, right? Um, what sucks is that, you know, especially a lot of people that just try to blindly go into it, like they don't understand what people are looking for. I think you do, you know, Union College do a brilliant job of laying it out. Um, and especially someone like me that's working full time, you know, I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have extra time, right. you know, to try to search all these things. Yeah, people are like, yo, just Google it or YouTube it. Okay, but like everybody everywhere is saying like 10 different things. Yeah. Right. And if especially you're working, I'm working full time, working seven days a week. I don't have time to just Google it and then, you know, figure it out for myself. Right. And um, my whole motto was if it's not broke, don't fix it. Like if it's a it's a proven system, you know, you speak monthly about, you know, X, Y and Z has got into it or, you know, you talk about your students and it's, you know, real data. It's like real data. And once you're actually in the program, like you actually see like, wow, this community the people that are actually taking advantage of it are getting the most out of it. They're the ones that are going to be successful. And not only they're the ones that give back too, Right. Um, and it's one of those things that like, I saw people that have already graduated the program already in IB coming back, answering questions. And I was like, wow, like these are people that are already in it. Right. And someone like me, like I said, that's working full time. I don't have to search for the answers. Like they're the ones they have the answers. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's what really helped me leading out to that, like that interview process. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the point on, um, people giving back, I think is huge. And I was just like scrolling through, um, our Slack channel, even just today. And I saw like four different new entries of people just like submitting interview questions that they got from, cause right now it's recruiting season. Everyone's going yep. through interviews, but people are just like, they go to an interview, they come back immediately, they submit all the questions that they got into like our centralized database. And then like this way, like other people who might have interviews with these same places in the future, they, they now know like what questions to expect. Like that's one way. And then the other way is like what you're talking about, which is like people like Daniel and um, Jaime and other people that, you know, are already working in banking and they're constantly in there. Like, <laughs> questions. Yeah. Um, doing my job for me, basically. <laughs> they, they get to it before I can even get to it. And I look at it, I'm like, oh, this is a great answer. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't have to say anything. Um, yeah. But it's really a beautiful thing because um, I think like everyone is like winning together, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it just feels great um, because usually I feel like recruiting is such a cutthroat thing. Yeah. You know, like everyone's just kind of looking out for themselves and Nobody wants to help anyone because, you know, if they help you, then it makes it harder for them. And just people don't really have that kind of scarcity mindset inside yeah. of Wall Street, which is, which is amazing. Right. Um, I guess on the interview press side of things, like you talked about having to learn behaviorals, having to learn technicals in a very short amount of time, like how many hours would you say you had to spend on prepping in total from the time you got the interview to, you know, getting the offer like how much time did you have to put into it yeah so um be totally honest i um once i found out i had the interview immediately took the day off um (laughs) and i spent yeah immediately i was like you know what i need to take the interview day off but i need to spend at least three solid days where all i am doing is you know focusing on the modules um and not only that giving myself time to digest the information because a lot of the people, especially, you know, people can feel this, that have graduated. I mean, you stare at a textbook for four years. Um, you have really no real world application to it. Um, and then when you try to speak to somebody and have a, you know, intelligent conversation about, you know, the three statements and what's going on, you just sound like a robot. Um, mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you know, these are people um, that are recruiting you and they want to be able to sit at a desk with you for 80 hours a week. You know what I mean? Grinding but they don't want a robot just spitting out numbers. You actually have to, you know, think your way around it and really understand and digest it. Um, so, you know, I took the day off and it was like literally three, it was like three or four days um, that it was, especially my day off. I think I spent a solid, and I try to break it up. It was like three hours in the morning, um, you know, give myself a break three hours, you know, between 
lunch and then three hours at night. But that last hour was making sure that I went back on my notes. I reread them. I understood what I was doing. Um, you know, shooting you questions, um, really understanding like what should I be focusing on in this short amount of time? And like I said, Sam's super responsive. And if I'm, if it's not going to be you, it's going to be somebody in the program that's ready and available to help and they're willing to help. Um, right. and I, I mean, I can't, um, I don't want to like, you know, keep beating a dead horse, but I mean, the support system is ridiculous. Um, especially someone like me that, you know, I'm really networking, yeah. trying to build something when I don't really have, you know, people in my network that are in banking or, or a lot of them in banking that net, like just master, uh, Wall Street mastermind, just like exponentially grew my network to just help me with those, you know, questions I was struggling with. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it sounds like you probably spent about 30 plus I mean, three to four days of about nine hours. You like 30 plus hours. Yep. Right. And that's like, that sounds about right, actually, for like how much time it takes to learn all the behavioral and technicals. If you like really condense everything down, you don't have to like look for anything and everything in one place. And you just like go through it in one go. I think like that's probably as efficient as it gets. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I mean, I feel like, I feel like, you know, I can understand, you know, some people that may be nervous about the, the content, right. Um, make some people meant that might not be the case. You might struggle on the technicals. You might have to go back and watch it a few times. Um, but you know, like we said, the first, you know, chat that we had was you just want to be ready. Um, because you know, the job market for IB and just PE, I guess is, is hot right now. Um, like people are trying, people are looking for people like you that if you're watching, there are people who are looking for people like you. Um, you just have to be ready for the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say right now, uh, at least as of the time of this recording, which is April, 2022, um, it's, it's a really favorable job market for people who are trying to lateral in because all these firms, I mean, you, we were talking about before we came on camera, how they're like very eager for you to start and you have yeah. to move <laughs> um, Colorado back to Philly within like the month and, and and even then they're giving you work before you even start already right but like that's how much work people have around that's how much deal flow it is and, and people are just like drowning at work they're like underwater yeah. this is why all the banks are like raising their pay and they're having they're trying to like retain people right and in this type of market environment like they're going to be a bit more flexible with their hiring criteria like whereas like maybe in um in tighter job markets or like in, in, in yeah in like when job markets aren't as good they might be stricter and say hey you have to have investment banking experience already at a smaller bank before you can you know lateral in right versus now like they're willing to hire people who don't really have any investment banking experience and like you certainly didn't right but you still you still got the job and I mean, this was your first interview, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is my uh, first, yeah, first interview. Um, and like I said, the process happened um, amazingly quick. Um, but like I said, the information was there. The questions that I had were already answered in, you know, the modules. Um, all I had to do was, you know, step back after, you know, taking in the information and just how do I build my story around what Sam's teaching me? And like that, I think, was, you know, the key to like my, my success. Yeah. Was your interview pretty technical? Uh, no, it wasn't. Um, I will say I did have an Excel test uh, that, you know, could be, you know, daunting for somebody that hasn't, you know, been around Excel a lot. Um, but again, you know, you brilliantly go over a lot of the things that you have to do. Um, any questions that I had that I, you know, maybe forgot from like stuff in school, you've already answered. Yeah. Um, so that prep already before the interview, I was like, I felt comfortable enough to be like, okay, if I didn't know it, I knew how to do it in other ways. Yeah. And I think that's what helped me do the technical stuff. Um, I, a large part of my, you know, a, a, a really big part of my interview process was behavioral stuff. Cause again, these people are working long hours. Um, you know, hiring somebody that's less qualified is a huge risk to them. Mm -hmm. You know, they have to train, they have to train you. Um, they have to, you know, literally mold you 
to be, you know, what they want you to be. So yeah. I think the behavioral side and all the like information that you had there and the good questions that you had already up front, you know, you had all the list of interview questions already. Yeah. I think that's what geared me and helped me, you know, get past that. Yeah. Did you have to like during the interview, was there like the elephant in the room, which is like, you're not really like the prototypical, you know, candidate that they look for. Right. So like, yeah. Did you ever have to like address that in any way or kind of like, you know, show that, hey, even though I'm not the prototypical candidate, like this is why I'm good for the job? Because I'm sure you had to beat out some other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that was, you know, that was the first thing that was addressed, actually. Because um, it was like, it was one of those things that, you know, like Sam was saying, you know, you're in this process, super cutthroat. You have all these people, especially PE, you have all these people that already have experience looking at the job, you know, other candidates. And the problem that I realized that I had was, you know, I felt like I had, you know, a great story to tell, um, you know, and a great why. I just didn't know how to really say it. Um, you know, I've, I've lived, I, you know, I feel like an old man. I've lived like three lives over, um, you know. Um, but it was through the, you know, modules and through, you know, your trainings and the office hours that I was like, okay, what's really key in the like, why and what? So the why would be like, what, why are they asking me this? And then what, what in my story really drills in, you know, what they're looking for. And I think that's what really separated me from the other people. Yeah. I mean, look, honestly, even just from doing this interview with you right now, and from some of the answers and you talking about your process, like, I think it's very apparent when someone talks to you, just what type of person you're like, you're really like extremely hardworking. <laughs> you're not afraid of working hard and you're like very resourceful. And you just like, you know, you utilize like every little bit of time that you have. And you just like, those are all qualities that um, I think these firms really look for. Right. And, and as long as that shines too, like, for someone like you that has these qualities, like a lot of the other stuff, even like the experience that you don't have and, and the, maybe the technical knowledge that's, you know, that where you're just trying to learn it, but maybe you're not quite as advanced as where they would normally want you to be. Like all of those things can be easily learned, especially yeah. for someone like you who has the, has the, the, the drive and the, and is motivated enough to, to do what it takes. Right. So um, I don't know. I didn't talk to the people that hired you, but I'm guessing that they probably saw the same thing that I'm seeing now, right? Which is which is really great. Um, so I, I guess we kind of already touched on this, but um, what was the what was the outcome in the end? And like, what what are you, what are you going to be doing? Just in case like people missed it. Yeah. Uh, so I'll be working for a real estate private equity fund in Philly. Um, I'll be an acquisitions analyst, and you know, doing you know really the groundwork. Um, you know especially real estate PE, our team is literally the heart and soul of the company. Um, you know, our, we have, it's a huge company. They have different arms, especially like everything from, you know, grounds workers to people managing the building. So um, our team is literally like, everything comes to a halt unless our team is working. So it was, you know, it was super critical for, you know, the, the firm that hired me to find somebody that fit the mold, right? Um, especially like, you know, since it's such a key, you know, team, they didn't want to hire some like Joe Schmo that's going to like tap out after working a hard, you know, 80 hours or 90 hours, whatever it took. Um, so, um, but yeah, I, I'll be doing that. Um, like I said, I've so much to learn. I'm super excited to, you know, keep on learning. Um, yeah. and you know, that's just the attitude that I'm, that I'm taking forward. For sure. For sure. That's awesome, man. I mean, I'm super happy for you. Um, like I said, you, you exceeded even my expectations. <laughs> I think I didn't, I didn't, I, I kind of knew you were a hard worker, but I didn't quite realize how hard of a worker you were. So, um, I, I love it when, uh, when my clients, uh, you know, outperform even my expectations and, and I feel like I have pretty high expectations. So, um, that's amazing, dude. And, and I think this is a really great story. And uh, I think it'll inspire, um, just a lot of people that, you know, maybe have doubts about whether something like this is even possible. And yeah. I guess like on that note, you know, my final question for you is now that you're on the other side, 
you have like maybe one piece of advice that maybe someone else gave it to you or whatever, you picked it up along the way or just figured it out on your own. But one piece of advice that you think would be really helpful for people who are maybe in, in well, not in your shoes anymore, but mm-hmm. the same boat you were in recently, where it's like, hey, they're recently graduated. Maybe they don't necessarily have like the pedigree, right? And then like yeah. they don't, um, and, and they're working in something that's sort of tangential to, to banking, but not really, not that relevant. Like, and they're trying to break in or they're hoping they can break in then they want to better their career. Like what's something that you would, you would want to tell those people or what, what, what do you think they, they should know? <clears throat> um, I'd probably say something they should know, um, especially if you're watching this now, you know, you just like, you know, you hear my story, you're working somewhere. Um, you know, I was like a lot of people. I didn't have a lot of confidence heading into this. Um, something that helped me was, you know, build your confidence through work. You know, if you know how much time you actually like put in to this, you'll get, you'll have so much confidence heading into that conversation, heading into those interviews, even though it'd be, you know, you'll still have, you know, butterflies trying to go in. Cause you know, it's your first, second, third interview, right? It's, it's one of those things. It's reps, it's mental reps. Um, you know, yeah, you know, you might be weak in some certain areas, but this is an opportunity for you to grow. You probably spend more time than you'll do, you know, in an IB working a job that you hate, like currently, you know what I mean? Like if you're going to work those hours and you're going to do that, might as well push yourself and, you know, try to get into the top tier of what you want to do. Um, I feel like a lot of people, they sit there and they're just satisfied. They're just like content. And if, you know, you're not one of those people, um, it's really up to you to be like, okay, I'm going to really invest in myself. And that's, you know, that's one of the biggest things is like, you need to choose to invest in yourself, right? Um, Regardless of what people say, regardless of what your parents say, you know, my my dad called me crazy, uh, word (laughs) for word. He was like, you're crazy. Uh, And I called him yesterday and he was just like, that hands down was the best investment you made for yourself, word for word. Um, yeah, yeah. My, my dad, he called me. He was like, I can't wait to call. I, I can't wait to have this conversation. Like you made a huge mistake. And I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. And then now I call him like, Hey, I got a private equity job <laughs> on the East coast and I'm going to have to drive across country. He's like speechless. He's like, Whoa, like that's, that's intense. When you said people were telling you you were crazy, I didn't even realize it was your dad. And then like that, that's, that's even crazier to me because yeah. um, crazier as in like, it's even more incredible to me that you made the decision that you made because I think, again, going back to the point about getting opinion from people around us. And um, I think like our parents are some of the people that we trust the most. Yeah. They're our parents, you know, like they love us. Your parents love you, I'm sure. And like, they want what's best for us. Yeah. Um, Doesn't always mean they're right. Doesn't mean always mean their opinion is right. But I think that um, we see this with a lot of students who are like, we're just so conditioned to just listen to whatever our parents say, you know, like that's what good kids do. Right. Um, But a lot of the times, like, honestly, most parents just don't know what it takes to break into this industry because they never worked in this industry. And most parents like whatever job they got it wasn't as hard as getting into banking or PE or anything like that um but the fact that you went against what your dad said <laughs> you proved them wrong and then he came around and said wow he went from calling you crazy to saying this is one of the best best investments you've ever made I mean that's that just that's amazing and it's funny that you say that because Alex's dad <laughs> yeah. the exact same thing to him yeah and that's what, that's what Alex and I were talking about. He was just like, you know, cause I know Alex's dad too. I, I, you know, I, I know how he is yeah. um, just off the, you know, few interactions that I've had with him. Um, and, you know, he just like, just like my dad, like he's old world, right? My dad, you know, retired military. My mom, she immigrated from the Philippines, like heavily, heavily Catholic. So like they're old world. So like, they don't really understand the technology and everything. And like, you know, they're like, what? Like somebody over a camera is going to tell you how to get another job. I was like, that's just not what it is at all. Uh, but 
um i think my first thing my mom asked was like uh if sam had a phd which was hilarious i was just like no like he's no he's not like he's a teacher but he's like not a professor you know she's like used to the <laughs> typical classroom um so. I, guess I have a phd in investment bank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean like i said i mean and it's one of those things that you know you really have to look in the mirror and understand like like you were saying earlier, it's not that they're like coming from, you know, a hurtful place, right? It's just, they don't understand the required work. Yeah, they right? don't know what they don't know, yeah. They don't know what they don't know. It just, it's just, and what really clicked in my head um, was, you know, during our first call. Um, meanwhile, during our first call, I was dealing with a major issue, but I was like listening at the same time. <laughs> but something you said and something that stood out to me, right, was, you know, you're going to get out of this what you put in. You know, there's people that are going to, of course, there's going to be people that come to the program and everybody's seen them in class, right? You know, they're watching film during class or they're doing X, Y, and Z. They're not really, you know, taking the most out of it. You take the most out of it, yeah. you know, and just, you're just increasing your chances, right? You don't want to eliminate yourself by doing all these things, you know, that are going to hinder you from learning and really understanding what's going on. So, yeah. like I said, just, Understanding the required work, understanding, you know, that the people that are giving you the advice, they're fearful too, right? They're just saying it out of fear because like they're thinking, well, what if this doesn't like, you know, happen for you? I, for myself, I made it a point that I was going to get a banking job regardless yeah. of what it is and regardless of where it was, regardless of what I do. Right. And I made that in like, that was like the first thing I thought about. It was like day and night that I was thinking about this. Um, I was like, it was so funny. I was like talking to myself, like asking technical questions, like going inside now, like how does this change the three statements of X, Y, and Z happen? And I looked like a crazy person. Absolutely. Um, but it's crazy until it works. And I think, you know, you can probably talk on that. Like, you know, the hey, students that you've had. No, I mean, it sounds a little bit woo woo, but uh, yeah. you kind of like, just wielded into reality almost right oh yeah like uh what's that saying it says um where where focus uh where focus goes uh energy flows or something like but basically the point is i don't think i quoted that correctly but basically it's just like if you're so your mind is so set on making something happen like the universe works yeah. in mysterious ways but they will like somehow help you make that happen. Of course, like you're the one that's like doing the work, right? Like you said, you're thinking about all the time, you're, you know, eat, breathe and, and live, you know, just this one goal. Mm -hmm. And you have like this singular focus on making it happen. And someone's like, how can it not happen? Right? Yeah. So, uh, man, that's amazing. I, I, I enjoyed this conversation uh, immensely, I think. <laughs> I think it's just um, like my favorite client interviews are always like, you know, the biggest underdogs that overcome <laughs> like the most craziest odds that people probably are like, no, no way. Right. Um, and, and honestly, it's, it's, it's client interviews like this, that um, like sometimes people tell me that like, oh, my, my client interviews must be fake. <laughs> yeah. like, like Bruce, Bruce must be a paid actor because there's just like no way any of this is real. And it's just like, it's just so hilarious to me, like where they think where they think I can go find these um, extremely realistic actors to tell these uh, <laughs> you know, amazing stories. That like even if I wanted to make this up, I couldn't make this up, right? <laughs> so like um, anyway, I'm super happy for you, man. This is this is this has been um, just so enjoyable for me. So thank you for sharing that with both me and everyone else. Um, I think for those of you who are still you know listening or watching this, like. Um, if you find yourself right now in a similar situation, maybe you're like, you know, a couple years at one, one or two years out of school, maybe like you knew you wanted to do banking or, or go to the buy side and you just, for whatever reason, circumstances worked against you and you couldn't get in. Um, but you haven't really given up on that dream and you're not sure if, you know, that ship has sailed and you're wondering if you can still get in. Um, I don't know. I don't know if the ship has sailed because I don't know your situation. It depends. Like every single person is different, but I think you owe it to yourself to at least explore the possibility, right? And the first step to doing that would, would be to just like book a call with our team 
and just talk to us. Tell us about your situation. What are you currently doing? Um, what do you feel like you need help with? What, what are you stuck on? And like, what are your goals? And let's just talk about it. And uh, maybe, maybe we can help you get there and maybe we can't, right? And if we can, obviously like happy to talk to you about what, what we will have to do to make that happen. Um, Cause again, everyone's different, but like, if we don't think it's possible, like we'll just tell you that, <laughs> you know, like we'll just tell you, we'll just tell like, Hey, like, or at, at a minimum, we'll give you advice on like what we think you should do to maybe get a little bit closer to your goals, right? Regardless of whether you work with us or not. So that's what I would encourage you guys to do. If, if you're currently in that situation, um, if you are interested in doing that, you can go and book a call with us at www.wallstreetmastermind.com slash apply. Um, the street is abbreviated to ST. So it's wallstmastermind.com slash apply. And uh, yeah, we'd be happy to talk to you and just help you out in any way that we can. All right. And who knows, maybe, maybe just maybe you can have a similar story like Bruce has had here. So um, with that said, Bruce, I know we're a little bit over time. I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your workday to talk to us. And uh, even though I know you're about to leave this job, but still regardless. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, just huge congrats again. It was like, I know it hasn't been that long, but yeah. I'm, I'm honored to have been able to just give you a little bit of help along the way, but obviously, you know, you did all the heavy lifting. So um, all the credit goes to you, man. But uh, oh, thank you. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think, you know, I don't think I would have reached and pushed myself towards that goal if it hadn't been for a wall street mastermind and also you know i'll say a second i am definitely not getting paid for this interview <laughs> i have definitely not. we actually had to reschedule uh but uh yeah i mean i people are going to see the comments they're going to read you know wall street oasis and you know my one thing about those is you know same thing that i thought like if you're a banker who has time to comment and watch this video and truly if you are actually a banker i want to know what time do you have to really watch these videos and comment bad things like that's the only question i'd be asking myself it just it just make it make sense uh yeah no no bankers are watching like, <laughs> you got better things to do <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> you gotta go home and hang out with their girlfriend or their wife yeah. or kids or after their 80-hour work week nobody <laughs> cares how much you so, yeah absolutely <laughs> oh man but uh no i appreciate that man but yeah anyway guys uh, we're gonna wrap it up here if you guys want to chat feel free to reach out um we look forward to talking to you and uh, we'll be back with more of these for you guys in the near future. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to this episode. Interested in discovering how you can get personalized one-on-one -on -one coaching from Wall Street Mastermind to help you beat out the massive amount of competition out there. Head on over to www.wallstreetmastermind.com slash apply. And the street is abbreviated to ST. So it's really wallstmastermind.com slash apply. And our team looks forward to speaking with you.